food is an important aspect of our life. So we don't just eat food because it's food. We eat food because we know it's good for us. The kind of food that is good for us is what we pay attention to it. We don't eat at restaurants. Mostly we invite our friends to our house and we just cook special food. Hello everyone, my name is Emna, pronoun she, her, hers. My name is Michaela, pronoun she, her, hers. And welcome to another amazing episode of Feeding Our Past, Nourishing Our Future. The voice you just listened to was Abdullahi Jibril, who is the interpreter for this episode. And he's also the executive director of the Somali Bantu Women and Children Empowering Center um, in upstate New York. This episode will be slightly different from our other podcasts in that it is more of a question and response rather than a back and forth discussion between Michaela, I, and the interviewees. This is mostly due to the nature of the episode itself where Abdullahi serves as the interpreter for our interviewees. In this episode, you will hear from several Somali Bantu elders who have started a community farm in the Utica area. Somali Bantu folks are actually a ethnic minority of Somalia. They are ethnically and culturally different from the general Somali population. In the 2000s, the United States government agreed to resettle Somali Bantus all across the United States, um, and they have several uh, main communities, one of which is in Utica, which is the group we talked to, as well as a large group in Maine. In this episode, we get into how this group of Somali Bantu folks are creating a community farm that's really focused on uplifting their their power, as well as uplifting the future generation of farmers. A lot of these elders talk in terms of we and us and they, they don't ever really talk about themselves. And I think that's really interesting because an overarching theme in all our talks was um, community and mutual aid, caring about each other the same way you may care about a family member um, and extending that gratitude past uh, folks in your immediate circle, but just having, you know, caring for people just as they are human. Also, as Emnet was stating, that communal aspect is something that you can't get away from. And this episode is also something that we want to emphasize even further because that interconnectedness is important, especially not just in this episode, but also throughout the podcast where we're really trying to get away from this individualist mindset and try to think of trying to conceive of a new perspective, of a new collective perspective, you know? And I think this episode was particularly interesting in how it exemplifies um, what truly happens when it's not just thinking of I am me and then you are you separate, but we are together and how are we going to build something from from the ground up? So enjoy listen to this episode with both ears on and um or listen to the subtitles and you know i hope you guys like it peace yes and also we will have a gofundme link for their farm set up on our website they really they just started out so they're real fresh and they would really appreciate donations so they can expand their farm and expand the wonderful things that they're doing so Look out for that. Enjoy. One, two, three, four.
the question is asking how did the Somali Bantu community farm start? Okay. And so Ashamaywa Marka community ga or Somali Bantu Danka Berta Sekubilawiti Mana. Ah Melkubilawiti Horta Fostwan Araga make here nine Arabic Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mami. Anyway, but much is called the Daini. I could you know what bother mana how I could share Kodaini made the Hanka or Somali Bantu. Then I bury lady, Sinam from Burn of Faladaini, a Kashakoini. You know, I'm considered my Hawala Kabrashi. You have bother Kashakoni mesh. I command of his or mother, my mother, and I bury us or Marie or come had the way or birth at the seaway, but of Faladuine. Masha Allah, Hamdulai Balamin, the Kerbok, you know, Kerbok, Rajana, Salam, He said it all started <clears throat> like back in 2017. Uh, we used to go to uh, Mami for a meeting, but the meeting was uh, controlled by the CCE. CCE was the one helping us uh, get land so that they can fulfill our needs for the farm. And but the main uh, meeting of the, to begin with at the uh, what they call Mami office or the refugee center was just to talk about the community and cultural base uh, to find a graveyard and a farmland. But uh, it seemed like right now the farm was the first to come before the graveyard. And we do appreciate CCE for helping us in that. I got very involved into this project is that I have a son and my son asked me, hey, father or dad, do you know how big a watermelon tree is? And I said, oh my God, the watermelon does not grow on a like tall tree. <laughs> so since then, I said to him, you know what? So every time I'm going to the farm, you come with me so you can experience or learn where the food is coming from or what kind of tree grows on the food. So since then, every time I go there, we bring our kids over there. They help, they help us like picking up the rice and cleaning and moving the hay and all like everything that was uh, on our way. They helped us, and our kids are like our assets in Africa. Most Africans they have more kids, and those kids also help the family because it's like uh, when you have a company or a warehouse, you need people working for you. So when we are at our farm, our kids are like our people who are helping us with their work. So and that's the only food or our way of income. So whatever produce we get from there, we used to sell that, buy like other stuff that we need or like for utility or whatever the purpose was. So and we wanna continue, we wanna teach our young generation, like from you and whoever's younger than you. To learn where food is coming from or how it is harvested, and so that when we pass away, uh, one day we will, but so that they can have the benefit of education. And this is not to stop from from here. They said this farming project, our intention or what we intend is to continue to the future and, and until we exist. Uh, until our existence is there. So it's not just for something that we say, okay, we projected this project to end in 2030. It's not that. Uh, this just continues as time exists, as time is there. So the other question that follows the, this is, 
why were you inspired to create the farm? Maana may dirigelin ama adi arakti maana o gege king kakasabi ina adi maana berte adi nasu kakayab galo maana bersu upsitona. Ah, main kakayab galo maana dirigelin ta soito aini si may dahayana kambuni ladhaw o CCE. Ina dahona unu may sing kalbiyane. Ina abarali ina bersing widino. Isina falitona ba sing kalbiyane lehena. Lea karala si una. Masha Allah nagrab galena ila hadja maana wahaya bersi falini. Kapti isin bea on falaitena unu nasiga on falawin ina wala isku barano. Ah, wala isku barano amal. Si unu falawin isi unu falajirena unu falajirena amal. Zed unu falawin isi unu falaini. Unu si unu falaini diferensi wai. Zed amerikanka unu falawin diferensi wai. Anyway, bahadde may baradoine. Nadamki amerikanka. Ya baradoine. Lankiga nami ahi. Yambo la gaidai baro la fofai. Well, CCE wanted to learn more about our culture. So, and we wanted to learn the American ways of growing uh, so that we can learn from each other. And as you know, we, the Somali Bantu, we are what they call farmers. Back then, we, what we used to rely was just farm. And there's also a phrase said, Lago Bero Aber means to rely is a farm. So that was our main source of income. So what are the most uh, impactful uh, food practice tradition at the farm? Marka hungurki o shperti hadi idinka o awurtena amakale awuritena o hadda o danka o mugis asa daganking o kumit ea maywa Hawuk nyanya mamele baamiya iyo besbas so I asked uh, the kind of food, uh, for instance, for the tradition that are currently planted at the farm, and she told me corn, beans, okra, tomatoes, and hot pepper, and also uh, what they call the zucchini. The question goes, how is farming in the U.S.? different than farming in Somalia. Marka kaapti o marka bertelan falo maraikanka o USA iyo kaapti o Somalia bertelan falo maik shal duwinya maana. Okay, kaapti haddi o maida haana Amerika iyo tan haddi Afrika maik shal duwinya. Afrika anagam ahiku yalim uluk istamalaini. Haddi na maywa abodunna teknikadi ya raiti. Makkawayne sita haddi mashintan haddi lang istamalo bero. Bero abu rayona. Hadi nama itu hanya berubah lebih hal nama kawainnya. Mereka hanya di Europe ku hadi awuro. Hadi kurau awuro hadi Europe mukuin kadip enjigai tiada. Mak mesin untuk kurau besar nama kawainnya. Falitan kita mukina mafalan untuk antara untuk falainnya. Mereka dah awuro mukina muka kerja untuk antara untuk falainnya. Yang bagai gaidai untuk falainnya. Hadi France kita. Okay. So he said in America most of the work is done by using mechanical like uh, machinery like you go on a machine and you do the tilling and all that but in africa everything is done by hand so there's a farming tool that you take and you have to use that there's no machine involved so everything is used by hand and you have to use your strengths no you have to use your manpower basically there's no machinery involved and uh, there wasn't water to rely uh, because we were just relying on the rainwater. If it doesn't rain, then the crops will go bad and there will be nothing to grow. 
that season. But in America, whether it rains or not, there will be uh, something to grow because they have access to water. Uh, so that's the difference. But other than that, the way we grow and the way Americans grow are almost the same. Like, for example, uh, this year, we grow corn and other vegetables and they did some tilling but we did uh, like um, like planting the what they call the crops like the corn we used our uh, hands we use our manpower for that and we grew corn just like the other uh, americans grew so and we are happy in that okay what importance does community or communal values have to the farm so muhimada or danka community ga okay masing sinkale ama sinkofula danka berta may commit am ana berta acting kaima kalata de kalata na kaimas or danka berta berta kalata maywa danka berta o kaima min kalata maywa orta number one maywa in berta marcuna auruno oo hadana oo falno agaarkas qalbigaani horta saafi way markii hadana nin soo dhowta farahgaani farahsi dhaafe markii hadana nin karto unus abaakan hoogan walka falin uno ka aamoyne so guruno oo aanno mayaanka aragoyne habina ka ena markii community ahaan uno enena community ahaan iska jeclne inna walaaga soo jirku suubsino wada jirka shalqeebsino farah saas ku farahsinne so the answer to that question was uh, as a community we always feel uh, good when we see each other and when we first grow our uh, produce when we see it's time like uh, after the first 90 days or 20 days when we see it started to grow it makes us happy so when it's halfway, it makes us more happy. And when it is completely done, it's ready to eat, that makes us even more happier. And when we gather there as a community, we see each other, we greet, that makes us happy too. Because working together as a community is what we always wanted. And the, because of the farm that was able, and because of the farm, we were able to succeed because, uh, as a community. How do you grow crops on your farm? How do you take care of them? Well, we grow crops like any other farmers, but the only difference is like mostly we use farming. We use hand tools. We don't have the appropriate uh, farming tools like the machines and rototillers and all that. So mostly we use our our hands like hand tools. We, we made some beds for the veggies then uh cce brought all the the seedlings that like the tomatoes the basil the okra cucumbers and uh zucchinis and tomato and all other uh, different kinds of uh veggies and uh, which was seedlings and the seeds too so <clears throat> that week uh after we finished the planting uh the following week um well, maybe two weeks after that we got the the seeds for the corn as we were waiting for the rain for the corn what we did is like we were uh, watering the tomatoes and the other vegetables on the land on the far on the farm 
and we we did mostly as a team the other question is asking how do we take care of them so we take care of the crabs what we do is like um the first three weeks when the the plants start showing up and to indicate that it's ready it's ready to grow and all that there, there might be like some um uh, what they call wheat and or other grasses that might be coming or growing nearby which might interfere the other uh, plants then we just um, pull those grass out and as the plants grow there will be there might be other grasses or any, anything else that, that might that might be on the way whether it is a rock or a grass we just get that out of the way uh, then because that will also help the plant and will also make path you know for you to go by because if you just let it uh, let grass or weed grow there then it will be difficult when it comes to picking it will be difficult to deal with that so um we did that like uh for the first uh two uh, three weeks after the plants come out and uh then the rest was just waiting game we were just waiting until uh it was ready for us to start uh what they call harvesting then the tomato got ready first then then the okra cucumbers more um what they call um zucchinis carrots hot pepper uh, uh ground cherries and the corn was the main uh veggies that we was like um 80% of our field was uh, corn because that's what the community enjoyed. What are the most difficult parts and rewarding parts of running a farm? Maanaha, may odiwate leta odanka berha di adi falas odiwate di king sedira so may wabadana ehe faida di adi king sedira so nadanka bertana maywa. Faida di king sedira so marka kohorta in in a follow-up, kashin kakakado, awuro marki awuro hadina isa sopahe. Iskas marki sopaho in a follow-up, nadifio, dip way. Dip kasna, fa ididis, def inka jirta, def timaywa. Galea inka bahasa, nyani inka bahaya, kudar, adha, maashi Allah. Dip kakadashis, defa in jirta. Ning an rafadnina, def mahalaw. Most importantly, to begin with, it's very difficult because you have to do the rock picking and clean up and tilling. After that, you have to put the seeds in. It takes time to grow. You have to water. But at the end, after that difficulty, with every difficulty, there is an ease. So at the end, the benefit part of it or the, the rewarding part is when everything grows and we start picking the crops and that makes us happy for instance now the corn is ready the tomatoes the beets and other vegetables that like the hot pepper and the okra when we see that it makes us happy now that's rewarding part but to begin with there was a lot of watering picking up stuff so now we are happy so and without going through difficulties it's, it's difficult to face rewarding or you're not going to get reward without going through difficulties the question is, are there certain types of foods 
or recipes that you associate with home. And I will now ask that question in Somali, and Mr. Ilmi is going to respond. Marco Unto or Danka Ilinka Gurigina Sidu to Salahan, Somalia, or Stamal Jirten, or Zait, or Mant had no fine rapto, or the no fine cartomagira, Lule, Marco Untadas Mahakamitai. Untadas Mahakamita Galeide. Galeide or Con Loyahano, Ayakamita, and Nagarta Africa, that Kaberi Leda. لقيا بشي بريسك هالمرة نعونان. لواتن إسقال مالموت جليدة سليلة كلب بدلة. إذا أرت عمبولة عمبولة وحنا هنا كل عمبولة هذا إنجليش أو شيء جاي. عمبولة وحوي بينز and maize. مرنا بلوشو مرنا جليدة كلجتوا مرنا وحلنا عمبولة بالي. Sometimes it's just the corn by itself, the dry corn they're gonna cook it. عمبولة بالي هلا. مرنا وحلنا عمبولة حنشري. Sometimes they call ambula hanshira, and that's when, like, you take the flakes of the the corn or the maize with the beans cooked together. That's why ambula dilirjua, ambula balay, ambula hanshira, galay dilirjua. Yeah, so it's just one without the the flakes, one with the flakes and beans, one without the beans, just the corn with the flake on. So it's three different types. They call it kidney beans. They add kidney beans. And sometimes it's the, just the corn or the maize. They add the, the kidney beans. They cook it together. And at the end, they put like the soup on top of it, like chicken soup or uh, goat soup or cow soup, whatever it is, they add it on top of the corn and the beans and they eat it together. And that is normally used for breakfast and dinner or supper, however you want to say. صار تعاديق جليدنا ولشيدي وصار لقدي ووحي مركز وجويس وهاي سته تدريبت ومبوجدة معركتي سبناشكا أما 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 سكوما ده عادي وار نوعي بدن تهاي علي كي مركز مالكاس جانس كوهشيد أياكو عنيسة أما عانو. Then during lunch normally we use cornmeal. The cornmeal is similar to like smashed potatoes, but the cornmeal is grilled, uh, like grinded, or what they call uh, corn. And so after they grind it, they boil it, that you add uh, like salt. Then when like you boil it and you stir it together, it gets hard, hard like the uh, smashed potato. Then um, when it cooks very well, then at the, at the, at the end you add you eat with milk, like uh, cottage milk, or you can eat it with soup, or you can eat it with spinach, you know. Ayada kaligat ayalagadi kara hatta mareka anugo jukunu, hatta inan samayinu wa wa samay karna sidi or Afriko maarakti istamali jirni wa hasusana soorta kaligat o lagasoo qaybi lo lokalidu mar idawa hajirto 
oo kaligeedu sublu karinaa oo la dhaha maarta furfur soo furfura la dhaha taas waa gooni mid aan boqodo lagu cunaayo caanahayna waa gooni and there's two like even the cornmeal itself it has two different flavor there's one cornmeal that when you're stirring like you cooking you cook the meat and the soup and also the 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 grill uh the grits of the corn together in the cornmeal you mix everything together the soup the grits of the corn uh the the cornmeal all in one dish you're not going to separate it it's called uh the other one is just the plain uh grits of the cornmeal you cook it separate then you cook the spinach separate at the end you eat it together so you can either cook it together with a soup it could be chicken soup but mostly they use the goat meat or beef and the other one is cooked uh separately the one that's cooked separately you can eat it you can eat it with milk spinach or soup right? and sometimes there's something called mufo it's like a flat bread uh it's not thick it's like flat bread and uh so they still use the, the grits of the corn or the maize what they used to do is like they're gonna put like uh the corn or the maize in a water they're gonna set it for the whole night so it will when it soaks the water then the texture is going to change it's like it's going to get moist then in the morning they're going to get two different stone flat stone they're going to uh put pressure they're going to put the maize or the corn in the middle like they they're going to put a uh, one stone flat stone down or rock then you're going to put the maize on it then on top of that you're going to put another uh rolling stone then you're going to grind it put some pressure then whatever then it's going to turn into grit so you collect that you put it together and then it's going to turn into uh like bread you can turn it into bread when you put together you bake it it's going to turn into bread so when you grind that together it turns to like slimy and you know it's like cheesy so that way you can turn into bread or you know flat bread or normal bread can, or uh, something called anjero it's like a very thin uh, or thick bread they use it uh to fr- uh to bake it like or fry on a pan so like a pancake but pancake is a little bit heavier but the anjero is like light it's very it's not light it's very heavy but the mufo is just like a pancake but a little bit heavier than pancake and the anjero is like lighter than the pancake the other question is are this the same food that you associate with belongings and comfort marka untada miya untada idenka or hanti ahang oman tu qabtan oo hamihiina ama kalaniyadkiina oo na ku dajineysin 
so what he said is um, we associate that as a, what they call belongings and comfort. Uh, for instance, he said they use like a tank or like a big, uh, what they call a big, um, like the, the garbage bin that we use, but there's a tank uh, as big as that. They put it in there once the, they harvest the corn and they dry it out, they put it in there for saving. Then uh, later, like when uh, they run out of food, they use that uh, corn from the, from, the, from the tank. And what they use it for is like, um, as he explained, for as a cornmeal or just uh, putting the beans and the corn together, eating it for breakfast or grinding it for a porridge or a cornmeal or a flatbread, you know. So there are a variety of ways of using this, the cornmeal. He says, since I was young, by the time uh, I realized what is right was wrong, all I saw was corn, dealing with corn different ways. And uh, 40 to like 40 years back, he said, until now, uh, I, we still use the corn. And it's, it's like comforting us too, he said. So every time, even in America, when I see a cornmeal, if you offer me a cornmeal, a rice or a pasta, I'm going to take the cornmeal because that's what I associate my culture, my life, and it's also comforting me. How does food relate to your health? Well, food is an important aspect of our health. Uh, for instance, as Somali Bantu, uh, we care about the kind of food that we eat and the kind of food that we grow. The kind of food that we grow that relates to our health, uh, for example, is the okra. <clears throat> okra has um, some kind of uh, nutrition that's good for the, that's what we believe, but I don't know if there's a, a study or um, uh, any specific research that supports our, our beliefs. <clears throat> The okra, like you can, you know, it's kind of slimy, like a, like a cheese, you know, it gets cheesy and then inside. And uh, when you eat it fresh, like I don't mean to eat it raw, but you cut the okra when it's like still like um, 
mid now like when it's baby like when it gets a good size like a size of uh, like a ring finger then you cut it off then you cut it into pieces small pieces uh, like half an inch uh, then or an inch then what you do is like you mix it like in the food that you cook especially when you're cooking greens like spinach or or um, other green uh, or what they call veggies you, you mix with it then you eat it mango is our favorite uh, fruit but in America it's difficult to grow mango but in Somalia we used to grow mango and uh, papaya which we used to enjoy them you know yo 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 did you miss us I think I think they missed us, Michaela. <laughs> um, so if you hadn't noticed already, Michaela and I are not heard throughout this interview. That is because, as I mentioned earlier, this is not at all a traditional episode. So basically, if you want a little bit of the behind the scenes, we had originally recorded a conversation between us and a group of like four or so elders. Um, however, unfortunately, due to technology and its ability to fail on us very easily <laughs> um we did not get great audio so abdullahi so so graciously re-recorded most of the questions we had asked the elders um but a result of that is just not us being able to have a conversation with um the elders but you know there is something i think that's really cool about this episode and that it's more of a reflective conversation right so instead of the elders being focused on you know having to respond to us or doing like a you know back and forth type thing it's really just them honing in on their own stories and their own reflection just being able to talk without us trying to stop them or anything like that mm -hmm. but um in that sense i think it's really personal and you know you also hear a little bit of their native language as well so um i think this this aspect or this perspective is one that's really cool actually yeah i think it fills a certain role in this whole project um you know surrounding like food and identity because first you look at kind of the position that the Somali Bantu elders in the entire community itself um is in where they're from Somalia and they um immigrated to the United States you know and so it's like how how do you preserve you know your traditions from back home in a different country you know and how can you kind of mesh those or um, kind of create a whole different sort of what it means to be um, Somali or what it means to, you know, be part of a community. And I think that kind of dichotomy is really interesting and it kind of goes into the overarching theme of identity and also ingenuity in it itself and the fact that it's further complicated in that they've also come onto a land that has a very bloody history and a land that was taken from people who were here first, mm -hmm. you know? And so I kind of, I think their perspective is something that provides a lot more nuance into immigration, um, into what it means to be a refugee, just the whole entire conversation, I think is just really interesting in of itself, you know? And I think it also gives people kind of an opportunity just to listen to like a casual conversation you know in mm -hmm. a sense that it's not exactly formal it's not super informal either you know it's just 
you know, you're just vibing and you're just listening to people talk about, you know, food and recipes, you know, and hey, maybe I'll try this out one day mm-hmm. if I get hungry. I mean, not me per se, because I'm super lazy and like, <laughs> I, 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 I see, I see like making food as a kind of like survival method. But I mean, you know, it's, I, I think, I think this podcast still turned out to be like super interesting in the elders that um, we gather together, you know, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think this episode is a lot about like belonging and finding a sense of a place where you can be yourself and you see others around you and people around you are not questioning your existence. And I think that is really what this farm brings out and them them finding space on this, this, this land. And I think that's really, really powerful. Um, and I also hope you enjoyed some of the recipes they talked about as well. Um, I definitely want to try it out, but I don't know. We're a bit lazy. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, I hope that, you know, you guys still found meaning in this episode and that you enjoyed it. This is also meant to be a transition into the end of the episode where Abdullahi kind of reflects on what this means for him. Um, and what it means to continue uh, or basically create a generation of farming mm-hmm. um, and uh, continue culture that is not necessarily here, but is all the way in another country. Um, but what does it mean to bring that here and have that as part of your identity? So, and then he also talks a little bit about the future of the farm. Uh, and, you know, just as a reminder, we have a GoFundMe linked on our website uh, where you can donate to help them support them in getting more land support them in getting more tools and equipment and just more power um so yeah if you want to help out this really really amazing farm please donate if you are able to and uh, enjoy the the end of this episode i like to learn more about our culture because i know one day they will leave us and there will be no one else to, to deliver the message or to tell the story so i want to be the next generation that can speak for my elders, you know, because uh, they are in their 50s, 60s right now, maybe 20, 30 years from now, they might not be around, and I'll be in my 60s. So in that time, if they need information, I can tell that to my kids and uh, the public. So it is very appreciated, and everything that you do is, uh, is uh, what they call knowledge, so nothing goes unnoticed, and we do appreciate, uh, especially CCE, the time and the effort uh, that they put into our project. And uh, we do appreciate like the college students uh, are taking a part, and, uh, every, and anyone else, and everyone else that took a part is very appreciated. Like Jonathan is the one who we are leasing from the land, and he, he helped us a lot too. Our main focus is to extend, he said, to a bigger land where we can have more produce and use that produce to sell like like big markets like Walmart, Hannaford, and Five Pepper, all these, and Five Side and all that. But we cannot do that ourselves. We need that to be done with your help. And we have hope, we have faith, we risk this, this part past and we have uh, a faith that in the future we will reach where we intend, he says. 